Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A dribble, lets it fly. He throws it! FNTSY and SportsGrid Network present. Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Friday, no. Tipped up by Nash! Hit the horn! Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard. He got the shot off! Hello and welcome to Hardwood Takeaways, brought to you by the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. You can find me on Twitter, at Bogman Sports. And of course, we have to open the show today on a somber note. Um, you know, David Stern, the former commissioner of the NBA, passing away on New Year's Day. And I know the Welsh talked about it a lot yesterday, so I'm not going to dive too deep here. But, you know, whether you loved David Stern or you thought he was too abrasive or, you know, you were someone that bought into... Um, conspiracy theories about the NBA with the frozen uh, envelope and everything. 
what David Stern always did was what he thought was going to be best for the NBA. And maybe he was a little bit abrasive about it, but he got the job done. I mean, he expanded the game overseas, brought players from overseas to the NBA. I just saw a uh, thing pop up during the Clippers and Pistons game about how when he started in the NBA, I believe there were nine foreign players. And then when he left, there were 96 or something in 39 countries represented with six different countries being represented when he started. So uh, just a huge, expansive role that David Stern played in the history of the NBA. And he's going to go down as an all-time NBA legend. So uh, rest in peace, David Stern. You will be missed. Um, Getting over to some game action and things that are happening before we dive into the big nine-game slate from Thursday evening, we got to talk about Jonathan Isaac. He's going to be reevaluated in eight to 10 weeks after injuring his knee. The MRI revealed he suffered a posterior lateral corner injury and a medial bone contusion. I don't know what any of that means, but the president of the Magic, Jeff Weltman, uh, Weltman said, uh, while this is certainly disappointing news, there was no damage to his ACL, MCL, and PCL ligaments. All signs point to a complete recovery. And this should not impact his future growth. So, you know, it it sucks that he's going to miss a time. But luckily, he avoided a major career-altering injury uh, in this. And he is going to be okay in the long run. But for fantasy nerds like myself and the Welsh, this is super disappointing because, I mean, the guy was balling. He was 22nd overall in a 9-cat. Uh, his stats for the season, averaging almost 30 minutes a game, 29-41, 46.3% from the the field, 76.7% from the line on only 2.3, though, so not horrible. Uh, a three a game, 12 points, seven rebounds, an assist and a half, a steal and a half, two and a half blocks, and a uh, one and a half turnovers is a fantastic line. And we were all, I mean, like he was definitely in line for most improved player of the year. I think he, if he had finished out the year, he probably would have got that barring some crazy uh, downtick in the stats or something. Uh, and I mean, he was, you know, he was up there for defensive player of the year as well. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to just sit here and say he definitely would have won it. I've seen, you know, some people on Reddit saying he was going to win it. He was probably the top contender so far, but, um, he was in line for that, so it really sucks because eight to ten weeks and reevaluated probably means three months before he can play again. So uh, the Magic, with the way Aaron Gordon has been playing, are going to have a tough time making the playoffs even in the East. They probably still will because the East is so weak, but obviously a huge blow whether you're a fan of the Magic, just love watching Isaac play, or a fantasy guy, so it sucks. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about before getting into the games, and I thought this was kind of funny, not really funny, kind of crappy, actually, but Dwayne Dedman was fined $50,000 for saying he wants to be traded. And his exact quote that he got fined $50,000 for was, I haven't been playing, so I would like to go somewhere where my talents are appreciated. I don't think that's worth fifty grand. I don't think that's tampering. I don't think that's anything. I mean, the player can wish in one hand, you know, I, he... Signed a contract. I'm sorry if you're not getting playing time and it hurts your feelings. You can cry all you want about it, but I don't think he should be fined for saying this. But this is why players let their agents do the speaking for them is because uh, 
agents can't get fined. I mean, I'm sure there's a way they can get fined, but it's usually leaked out, you know, and this is why you get uh, blah, blah, blah's camp says blah, 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 which has always been ridiculous to me. It's just so dumb. We know who is saying this and why they're saying it. Just let him say it. You know, it's not like he's going down there running down the NBA or uh, criticizing the league. That, I think, is offense-worthy, but, you know, uh, fine-worthy because uh, that is an offense worth finding, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I'm not being very articulate tonight, though. But um, I don't know. I just, I think it's it's like the tampering thing that I've never liked. If you listen to uh, NBA Takeaways last year, I've never been a big fan of tampering because it's almost impossible to prove unless you have a record of emails or text and all that stuff. You're going to find someone for saying something on the phone ridiculous. So I don't know, you know, the NBA does a great job and I've gone on record. I think Adam Silver's the best commissioner in all sports that we have right now. Um, the NBA is incredibly progressive, but this is baseball nonsense. You know, baseball, I love one of my favorite sports and they don't change the game because they got a bunch of old dudes running the game that don't want to see any type of change. This is that kind of crap. So I hate seeing a guy get fined because of something he said that really didn't have that much impact. And I think it would be better for everybody. Wouldn't the Kings agree that it would be nice to get Deadman off their roster if they're not playing him? Why not give practice time to a young player? Why not give court time to a young player, which is what they're already doing? So I don't know, just a, a strange fine that I didn't, I don't appreciate and I will never appreciate that kind of stuff. But a lot of action going on tonight. We are going to start it out with Charlotte winning 109 to 106 over Cleveland on the road, bringing Charlotte up to 14 and 23 and Cleveland down to 10 and 24. Devontae Graham hit a three with 26 seconds left to put Charlotte up for good. The Hornets were down by nine with five minutes left, but they came back to win this one. It did seem like Marvin Williams broke his nose in this game. They were calling it nasal trauma, so I don't know what else that would be, but uh, he only wound up playing 14 minutes. Uh, Nick Batum was a DNP CD for the fourth game in a row, but I can bet your bottom dollar he won't be telling anyone he wants a trade because he doesn't want to get fined 50 grand. Uh, on the Charlotte side, as far as the players go, Devontae Graham, 16 points, one board, 11 assists, and a steal. Three of eight shooting, so he still, I mean, his shooting percentage is bad. It's like 37, 38%, somewhere in that range, and this was 37.5. Uh, three triples as well for him. Uh, Bacon what, had 15, 4, and 2 in a steal. Terry Rozier led in scoring 30 points, six boards, three assists, a steal on 11 of 22 shoot, shooting with six triples. Great game for him. P.J. Washington, 14, 6, and 5. On the Cleveland side, we had Seti Osmond, 17-1-2 with a steal on 7-8 of eight shooting. Kevin Love, 18-8-4 with a block, 6-13 of 13 shooting. Tristan Thompson, 11 boards, but only 6 points with a steal and a block. 21 and assist, 2 boards and a steal for Colin Sexton. 14-5-8 with a steal for Darius Garland, 5-12, uh, of 12, who has been wishy-washy this year for sure. We go over to Denver. 
winning 124-116 on the road against the Pacers, bringing Denver up to 24-10 and and the Pacers down to 22-13. and The Nuggets have won three of their last four. Denver trailed for this one for most of the game, and they didn't lead until about four minutes left in the fourth quarter. And um, they opened up the lead to nine after an 11-6 run to start the fourth. After that, the closest the Pacers got was three with about six and a half minutes left to go in the game. The Pacers had won six straight at home before this one, uh, but Brogdon was out with a sore back. And for the Nuggets in this game, it was a career high for Michael Porter Jr., 25 points, five boards, and an assist on 11 of 12 shooting with two triples, one of two from the line. Kind of funny to see a guy shoot 91.7% from the field and 50% from the line, but that's what happens when you go one and two. Uh, Jokic, he was in foul trouble for a lot of this game, 22 points, seven rebounds, no assist. I don't remember the last time he had a no assist game, seven of 15, eight of eight from the line. Uh, Gary Harris, 12, three and five with a steal. Paul Millsap getting back in there, 6.7 boards, an assist, and two steals. Jamal Murray, 22, 5, and 7 with a steal on 8 of 18 shooting and two triples for him. Then we go down to the low, low scoring game. I couldn't believe this one when I saw it. Miami, 84, beats Toronto, 76, 84, 76 this game. Uh, Miami goes up to 25 and 9, 23 and 12 for the Raptors now. Miami held the Raptors to the second lowest total in the NBA this year on 31% field goal shooting and 14% from three. They were six for 42, the Raptors were. The Heat are now 9-0 coming off a loss this year. Toronto only scored 16 points in the fourth quarter, and the Heat opened up the fourth on a 17-5 run, and uh, that was pretty much it. Still no uh, Pascal Siakam or Marc Gasol for the Raptors in this game. I mean, the Heat have just been you know phenomenal recently. Only eight points for Jimmy Butler, but 12 uh, rebounds, seven assists, two steals. He was two of 10 shooting. Bam at a bio had another double-double, 15, 14, and two with a block on seven of eight. Myers Leonard only had eight, none only seven, and uh, Duncan Robinson only six, but uh, three double-digit bench scores here. Tyler Hero, 13, four, and three with a steal. 10 points for Derek Jones Jr. along with six boards, two steals, and a block. 13-2-1 for Gorin on only 5 of 13 shooting, though. Over on the Toronto side, 19-10 and 10 with two blocks for Serge Ibaka, so a nice double-double for him. 15-4-8 for Lowry, but 4 of 16 shooting and 2 for 12 from downtown. Fred Van Vliet, 7-4-6 with a steal. 13-7 and an assist, a steal, and a block for Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, four of eight for him, and OG, 12-12 with three assists, two steals on five of 12 shooting. We go over to the Jazz beating the Bulls, 102-98 to in Chicago, bringing the Jazz up to 22-12, and the Bulls 13-22, and and the Jazz outshot the Bulls 48-39%. to They had seven more turnovers than Chicago, though, and still won. There were crazy runs in this game. The Bulls had a 15-0 stretch between the second and third quarters, and then right immediately after that, the Jazz went on a 24-4 run to take the lead. The Jazz were up eight in the fourth. The Bulls scored eight straight to tie it with a minute and 36 seconds left, but after that, the last scores were free throws by Bogdanovich, a dunk by Gobert to go up four, Willie Colley, uh, or Wendell Carter Jr., excuse me, 
uh, hit his free throws, and then free throws for Mitchell. Uh, and then the Bulls failed to score in the last 19 uh, seconds to put it away. But uh, great game for the Jazz going on the road and picking up a win, even if it's against a subpar Bulls team, a double-double for Gobert, 17-12 and 12 with three blocks on 8 of 11 shooting. Donovan Mitchell, 17-4-7. and seven. Joe Ingles, 8-5 and 10 assists, 19-6 with an assist and a steal for Bogdanovich. Royce O'Neal got 29 minutes and could only muster up five points uh, for the Jazz. On the Chicago side, Lori Markkinen had a good game, 18-8-2 and two with a steal on 6 of 16 shooting, though. Wendell Carter Jr. double-double, 18, 13, and 4 assists, 7 of 12 shooting, 3 of 4 from the line, and he had a 3. Zach Levine doing what he does, 26 points, 4 boards, 5 assists, a steal, and a block on 9 of 26 shooting, though, and uh, 3 three for 11 from downtown, and those were the only three Bulls players to have double digits. So not a great game overall for the Bulls. Um, this game... Uh, the Wolves win 99-85 over Golden State. They're 13 and 21 now. Golden State 9 and 27. But I laugh because this game was just all scrubs, pretty much. I mean, there was no Cat, no Wiggins, no Teague for the Wolves, no D'Lo, Willie Colley Stein, Kevon Looney, uh, Clay Thompson, uh, um, you know, uh, Steph Curry, anybody for the Warriors. Um, and the Wolves won this on the backs of their threes. He had 10 more threes than the Warriors. 13 of 43 to 3 for 20 on 15% shooting for the Warriors. The Bulls built a 22-point lead in the second half, and they just pretty much leaned on it. The Warriors made a run in the fourth to cut it to eight, but that was as close as they got. And the guys in this game, Robert Covington, 20 points, uh, 10 boards, 2 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. He had an amazing game, 8 of 15 shooting, 4 triples as well. Um, then the starting lineup was Keelan Martin, Gorgie Jang, Shabazz Napier, and Jarrett Culver. Napier, 20 points, 3 boards, 7 assists, 2 steals, a block, 7 of 9 shooting with 2 triples as well. Great game for him. Gorgie Jang, 6-5-2 uh, and two with a block. Jarrett Culver, 10-5 and five and 13-6-1. Uh, for Naz Reed coming off the bench for the Wolves. On the Warriors side, I mean, uh, Glenn Robinson, the, the third, had 16, 6, and 1, 7 of 14 shooting with a triple. Uh, Damian Lee, 10, 3, 2 assists, 2 steals. Uh, Eric Pascal off the bench, 13 and 7. Omari Spellman off the bench had 10, 5, and 1. Not a great game for anybody, but the Wolves come out with a victory. Uh, the Mavericks. Beat Brooklyn 123 to 111 in Dallas, going up to 22 and 12 for them, 16 and 17. Uh, the Nets falling below 500. No Porzingis again for the Mavs. Carlisle said there's no timetable for him to return. He's resting with soreness in his right knee, so we don't like to hear about that. That was the one that was uh, worked on the previous year. This game was tied going into the fourth. The Mavs went on a 13 to 4 run in the fourth to take. The lead with about six and a half minutes left, and they didn't give it back after that. Doncic scored 15 of his 31 in the fourth. And good news for the Nets is that Karis LeVert is supposed to be back Saturday. He's been out since November 10th after having surgery on his thumb. So he's missed seven weeks, and they're getting him back. But like I said in this game on the Dallas side, Doncic scored 31 at 13 
rebounds and seven assists, and he's currently tied. He had a block as well. He's currently tied with Jason Kidd for the most triple doubles in a season with nine. I think he just needs to get one more in the last rest of the season to overtake that for the Mavericks. But he shot eight of nine from the line, nine of 18 from the field, and he also added um, five threes, five of eight from deep. Uh, Seth Curry, 25 points, two boards, an assist, and a steal. Uh, Boban coming off the bench, 10 points he had, and seven boards. J.J. Barea, the only other double. Well, J.J. Barea, 10, 4, and 6. And then Maxi Kleber, 18, 4, and 1. Those were your double-digit scores for Dallas. On the Brooklyn side, DeAndre Jordan got a double-double in his fourth start for the Nets. 10 and 10 with two assists, no blocks and no steals, though. Kind of a weird stat line for him. 19, 2, and 5 with a steal for Spencer Dinwiddie. 9-6, and six, no blocks for Jared Allen either. Weird game to see neither one of those big men get a block. I don't know that, actually, they had, the Nets had one block in this entire game. Wilson Chandler was the only one with a block in 24 minutes. He had 11 points. Um, Musa had 14 points. Pinson had 11 points. I mean, they're reaching at the bottom of the barrel, so they need some guys back in Brooklyn, and they'll be getting them soon. Uh, Oklahoma City. Wins 109-103 over the Spurs, uh, bringing their record up to 19-15. and 15. They, I think they were 11-3 and three or something crazy in December. They had the best record in the NBA in December. 14-19 uh, and 19 for the Spurs. Now, five players uh, scored at least 13 points for the Thunder in this game. The Spurs led by two going into the fourth, and then OKC went on an 18-9 run to start to take a seven-point lead and held on to it from that point. And the last time that the Thunder went into San Antonio and won was Christmas Day 2014. SGA with another big one here. 25 points, 7 boards, 5 assists, a steal, 2 blocks, 10 of 18 shooting, 2 triples as well. Uh, Gallinari back, 13 points, 5 boards, 2 assists. Steven Adams almost a double-double, 14 and 9 with 3 assists and a block. Uh, Chris Paul, 16, 8, and 5 with 2 steals. Dennis Schroeder, 19 points, an assist, uh, uh, 3 assists, a rebound, and a steal. Nerlens Noel, only 18 minutes, 6 points, 6 boards, an assist, and 2 blocks in this one. We go over to a rare Kings win. They win over the Grizzlies at home in Sacramento, 128-123, bringing their record to 13 and 22 which matches the Grizzlies' record. It snapped an eight-game losing streak for them. The Grizzlies had a 20-point lead in the first half at one point, and they scored 43 points in the first quarter, which uh, tied a season high for them in a quarter. And um, But after that, uh, the Kings cut it a little bit. They were down seven going into the fourth. They went on a 14-4 run with five minutes left to come back, including 10 points in that stretch from De'Aaron Fox, so they're playing a little bit more like themselves. I know you will all be really shocked to hear that Dwayne Dedman did not play in this game, but Sacramento had 27 from Fox, 27, 4, and 9 with 5 steals, 2 blocks, 9 of 18 shooting, uh, 1 of 4 from deep. He really filled up the stat line tonight. 26, 7, and 3 with a block for Buddy Heald. Uh, 8 of 17 shooting for him with 5 triples. Rashawn Holmes had 18 and 7 with 2 blocks. Uh, Harrison Barnes, 17 points, a rebound, 3 assists, and a block. Bielitsa, 8, 5, and 2 with 2 blocks. 16 points, 2 boards, and 2 assists for Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, and even 
Uh, Corey Joseph, seven point three boards, four assists, and two steals for him. On the Memphis side, uh, Valanchunas had a double-double, 18-12. and 12. Jaron Jackson Jr. fouled out, 18 points, 7 boards, 2 assists, and a steal. 19-4 and 6 assists for Jay Crowder. John Morant, 23 points, 1 board, 7 assists. And they had over 30 assists for the third time uh, in the season, and they still lost this game. So tough break for Memphis, but Sacramento gets a big win to snap that eight-game losing streak. In the last game of the night, the Clippers fans got to see a familiar sight that they have seen a bunch of times as Blake Griffin sat for the Pistons in this one with knee soreness. Uh, 126-112, the Clippers beat the Pistons, bringing their record up to 24-11, and 12-22 for Detroit. They outshot the Pistons 53-42% to in this one. Even with Paul George leaving this game with a hamstring strain in the second quarter, he did not return. So, you know, just like I didn't want to play doctor with uh, the Jonathan Isaac news and say uh, he's going to be he's going to be okay because he says he's going to be okay. Who knows? So let's wait to hear what the diagnosis for Paul George is. But uh, the Pistons were actually leading by nine early in this game, but uh, then the um, Clippers had a 10-0 run, and then a little bit later, a 9-0 run to take back the lead, and they just leaned on it. The bench was big in this game for the Clippers. Uh, you know, Harrell, Montrez Harrell led them in scoring 23 points, four boards, four blocks, 9 of 17 shooting, uh, 5 of 9 from the line only, though. 22, 5, and 5 with a steal for Lou Williams on 7 of 16 shooting. Uh, Paul George only wound up with 16 minutes, still wound up with 12 points, three boards, three assists. Kawhi Leonard, 18, 6, and 5 with two steals and a block on 8 of 16 shooting and a triple Mo Harkless double digits as well. 12, 9, 2 assists, a steal, and 2 blocks. On the Detroit side, Andre Drummond with another double-double. 10 points, 12 boards, 3 steals, and a block. Uh, Mahalik, 14, 2, and 2. Bruce Brown Jr., uh, 15, 2, and 6 with a steal. Uh, Derek Rose, 14, and 2. Christian Wood, 14, 6, and 1. Galloway, 11 points. Thon Maker, 10 points. Uh, Sekou Dombaya, his first start in the NBA, uh, 10 points, 11 rebounds, a steal in 27 minutes on 4 of 11 shooting, 2 of 3 from the line, 0 for 4 from deep. But that was it for tonight. Looking ahead this weekend, the Friday slate, I think the best game, and I am completely biased, but the Rockets and Sixers is a pretty damn good game. I'm excited about that one. The Heat and the Magic is pretty good, but lost a little luster with no John Isaac in that one. The Saturday slate is pretty damn big again. The Clippers and the Grizzlies should be a decent one. Nets and Raptors, see which team gets off the schneid there. Uh, Magic and Jazz, Hawks and Pacers. Uh, the Celtics and Bulls, Wizards and Nuggets, not a lot of great games here. Um, Golden State and Detroit, who is going to play in that game? Uh, but Sunday is a good day here. The Lakers and Pistons, Suns and Grizzlies, Cavs and Wolves, Heat and Blazers should be a great game. I'd like to see uh, a Hassan Whiteside return to Miami should be fun. And the Clippers are hosting the Knicks. That should be a fun one as the Knicks are playing much better recently. So we'll see if Paul George gets back this weekend. We're going to see Karis LeVert soon and uh, should be a great weekend in the NBA. But follow us on the Twitter. You can follow me at Bogman Sports, at SportsGrid, at FNTSY Radio, at The Welsh, at everybody involved. Have a great NBA weekend, everybody, and I will see you guys on Monday.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.